right, all right, all right, baby. Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I'm Larry Monkey. You can find me on Twitter at FFLarryMonkey. And, oh, wait a minute. who Who's with me today? I can't, I don't recognize this guy because he looks like he's in like Raymore Flanagan. Forget about that, man. He's got this, he's got this, uh, all the, he's not on this, he's not on his normal spot on the couch laying down. Now he's he's in uh, the bedroom here. He's got some nice fancy furniture going on. Mr. Justin Rogers. What up? What up? Yeah, I had to uh, lift the sleep number bed so I could sit up and actually do a podcast in here. Been it's it's a daytime podcast today. Yeah, daytime but, podcasts is our that only means one thing. We got somebody fancy coming on today. Mm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't want to they don't want to hang out with us in the nighttime. When it gets get dangerous. Yeah. It gets freaky at night for sure. Yeah, so I can understand it, but but uh, I don't know, man. This guy's he's got a lot of stuff going on. Most recently, I know most people have heard of reception perception. You heard of that, Justin? Yes, I'm uh, well aware. Well yeah. aware of reception perception. So. So I'm excited to hear about that. I'm excited to hear about all this other stuff that, that this guy's got going on or what he has achieved in the past. But let's let's give a nice hot sauce round of applause for Mr. James Coe. Welcome to the show. Yo, what's cracking, y'all? How you guys doing? By the way, are we doing a rhyme like... thing here? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I just like how the, the 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 feel right now, it's very sexy. I mean, we got a dude just lounging in bed, looking like he's about to <laughs> Make love with your fantasy roster is great. I love this. Let's go. Oh, I do love to roster bait. So there's that going for it. <laughs> well, I, I think James was really referring to, um, you know, this guy over my. Uh, oh, his, old, old sexy. They've locked eyes. They, they locked eyes right from the start. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, resist that beautiful Zach Wilson face back there. Yeah, Zach Wilson is pearly whites. He's gazing at James. Uh, he was very excited, as you can see by a smile on his face, about, about you coming on the show, man. So very much appreciative. You're slumming, so let's slum, man. Well, I mean, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start with this guy? You know, he's just, you know, it's, you know, I said to my, cause my wife hates, hates fantasy football. She hates everything that has to do with everything that I do with fantasy football. So, so I was just like, Hey man, I'm like, Hey, this, you know, just like that. Hey, yeah, yeah but, which uh, is exactly how your mom, your wife loved to hear hey, you talk to her. Like, oh, so, um, native New Jersey going on. I was like, here. Hey, this guy's won some Emmy awards. I got the guy coming on. that has got some Emmys. You know, you've done a lot. I don't even know where to begin with you. You got the direct TV stuff going on. You've been like the, the AP reporter of the year. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Small, I mean, small market AP reporter of the year at one point. Hey, yeah. It counts. It counts. Country music DJ. <laughs> that is also true. I was the Korean cowboy. I was probably the first, I, I was the first and last, I think, um, Korean country music DJ. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but. Uh, yeah. Around these parts, I'll say it's true. Sure, what the hell? Why not? It's a Korean cowboy, <laughs> that's fantastic. So, is this like old country or uh, the newer country stuff? I got to know. No, it was a little bit of it was a mix, right? Like uh, I did some, you know, my first media or radio gig was um, was in Montana, and then I had another radio gig in um, a little place in uh, California called Bishop. It was a mix of some old stuff, but you know, mostly new stuff. They always like to, to mix in like stuff from like the seventies and stuff too. So I don't know, man. <laughs> but yeah. That was a long time ago, dude. <laughs> I, I do appreciate, I mean, I'm, I live in New Jersey, but uh, yeah, I, I appreciate some country music. I've been to a ton of country music shows and uh, Justin May in Mississippi, you have no choice, right? Oh no, you can't go anywhere without country music. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I asked old or new because I, I have uh, strict definitions about what's country. So, well, 
Well, no, it's true because like I remember I would play like Rascal Flats and people and people would always call in and be like, "This isn't country. What is this? This is pop music." I'm like, "All right, man. Like, it's just on the bro. I don't care. I don't know. It's on the playlist, dog. Like, yeah. let, me just, let me just live my life. Yeah. It's on the playlist. Don't yeah. yell at me, dude. Talk to the program director, right? <laughs> exactly. That. Yeah, you don't really get to choose what you play, but you Not do get to choose lot. where you work. You do, you get to choose where you work. So you've moved on to bigger and better things nowadays. When you took that gig, were you yeah. expecting it to evolve? No, this is the funny thing about all that, right? Is the fact that um, I took a country music DJing position as the day job with the understanding that I would also cover sports um, in like the afternoon evenings, right? So it's, it's almost like you're, you're working two jobs, you know, Yeah. Uh, for one. I think I got paid, uh, God, what did I get paid? I got paid 20,000 bucks or something. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, dude, not enough at all. Um, actually, well, the funny thing is I actually left a high paying job working in San Francisco, um, to pursue my passion, which was, uh, sports broadcasting. Um, I had I had no connections. I didn't know nobody in the business, like, you know, kind of growing up. I, I mean, I'm, I'm an immigrant kid, man. Like, I didn't know nobody in, in this space. Um, I didn't even know anyone who knew anyone in this space. Like that's how, you know, far removed I, I was from it. Right. So, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm over here trying to chase my dream down or whatever, but just trying to do it in a very workmanlike fashion, you know, just small market trying to move up, um, and do these things. But when you first start out, you got to basically say yes to whatever. Yeah, so they're like, sure. Hey, uh, we got this gig. It's a sports reporter gig. You could do some play-by-play -play for high school sports. Um, but the primary job is to be a country music DJ. And I'm like, all right, cool. Sign me up. You know, uh, let's make it happen. But yeah, no, it, it's interesting. The reason I, I, I brought up the salary is because I got paid. I think I, I think my first job, I got paid uh, 20,000 20, bucks or something. Uh, might have been a little less. Maybe it was eighteen five or something, right? And I remember when I was working in San Francisco, uh, I worked in sales, and uh, I remember my year-end bonus that year uh, before I left to uh, work in radio was was twenty grand. Right? So, <laughs> nice I'm like, damn, my year-end bonus is 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 basically what my yearly salary is going to be. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, this was in two thousand and four. Okay. Yeah. Did you have like nine roommates to afford rent with that kind of a uh, salary? My goodness. <laughs> well, in San Francisco, like I said, I, I did have quite a number of roommates, but uh, I was making really good money, man. Uh, but yeah, when you move to Montana, listen, I, I think I rented a room for like 200 bucks. Yeah. I, it's I'm, I'm very familiar with it. I've, I've crashed in uh, Montana. I lived in Wyoming for a little while and yeah, you can find places for cheap and that's for sure. Yeah. That, there's no yeah, doubt about 100%. that. But you, if anybody thinks that they know what you're talking about when you say that, like we're talking shacks, mm -hmm. like four <laughs> walls, a wood burning stove kind of thing. Like, yeah, no, I lived getting... in a very funny smelling studio apartment in like a, the only apartment building uh, in the city. <laughs> and uh, I, I worked in a little place called Haver, Montana. Uh, I think it's like 20 miles south of the Canadian border or something. Um, no. Yeah funny little place man uh and talk about i'm like this city kid and i'm like i'm like sticking out like a sore thumb you know <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god i'll give you guys a quick story uh, i'm working out in montana for the very first time it's my first radio gig or whatever I, i'm i'm working and like they don't really have a gym there right um and again i'm like this urban city kid right like 
Uh, so I'm like looking for a gym. They don't have one. I'm like, all right, fine. So I guess I'll just have to like run, you know, I was like, all right, fine. So I'll just run and, and like, you know, do like, you know, push ups and stuff in like my apartment or whatever, but I'm, I'm out on the streets running and, yeah. um, and a pickup truck comes, you know, um, from the direction that I'm running in. Right. So we're going to cross paths. It starts slowing down. And, and again, I'm, you know, here I am, this, this Korean American dude, you know, and I'm like, they've seen one Korean know. in their life. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they've yeah. seen any. Right. Yeah. And, and so he's slowing down and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself like, oh man, I hope this is not going to be a scene. You know, I'm like, oh God, let this not be something bad. You know, uh, he rolls down his, 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 uh, his window of his pickup truck and he's like, Hey, Hey boy. And I'm like, uh, yes, sir. He's like, what are you, son? Are you some kind of native or are you a Mexican? those are the only two choices (laughs) that literally the only two choices man uh and i'm like no sir i'm an asian american and he's like asian all right i seen one of you on the tv and that was it he rolled up his window and he just kept driving that's it like you were a space (laughs) alien a ton percent there, look. Like, I mean, you know, it was like he could have gave me like a restaurant recommendation or something like, no, nothing. It was just like, oh, all right. Oh, wow. Yeah. An Asian. All right. Here we go. And just that's it. Like it was like he was like a tourist, like sightseeing. <laughs> he went home and he went home and he's like, Darla, you won't believe it. There's an Asian fella out there on the streets. <laughs> he's like, oh. like on a safari. Unbelievable, man. That's where we're at. Well, that's where we were. Well, that's where we probably still are. It's still in Montana. It's still up there. Small town Montana. Man, it's like towns of 100 people kind of thing. Yes, it was. No, this town literally had, uh, I think this town had less than 5,000. And you had to drive about two hours in any direction to get to another town. Like, there was just literally nothing. It was this town and nothing. So, uh, yeah, no, it it was a different experience, man, for sure. Nice. So, I mean, I'm most familiar with you from NFL Network, your, your little stint there. And I remember I remember different different shows and you guys you guys were, were great the chemistry, you know, and then all of a sudden I was like, where the heck did James go? It's like the new season or something. And I was like, where the hell? Yeah. They shuffled everybody up. I'm like, where the hell is they James? Did. It was tough because we had a really, really good crew going there. Uh, and man, it, it, we were really building something, you know, our our growth on the podcast side year over year was astronomical um you know viewership had been was the best it had ever been on the on the tv show itself um and content wise from like you know website hits or whatever social media growth like we were constantly uh at or near the top in terms of if you just like looked at all the fantasy guys uh we were really building a good brand um but then (laughs) the thing about fantasy football at least back then um was that it was always and also ran uh, for NFL Network. They, sure. did, they didn't, they didn't, it's not like they didn't like it. They just didn't appreciate it uh, because NFL Network always felt like their brand was, was football and hardcore football. And it was never about gaming or fantasy or like any of these other things, right? Like, um, or like analytics or all that. Like, nah, it was, it was for the fans who love just the, hardcore X's and O's aspect of football. And that was always their, that was their branding, you know? Um, and so, yeah, when, when the time came uh, and, um, and everyone's contracts were up, it was just like, yeah, well, sorry, we're going a different direction. Every, and everyone was shocked. Like everyone, like there yeah. was not a person in the building 
uh, other than the people who were making decisions that were like, why, why did they do that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but right. yeah, that's, that's where, that's what ended up happening. And, and then we all went our different ways, man. You'd have your little skits and, and it's a song that that's been in my head all week when, when I was, um, when I knew you were coming on and see if you can, if you remember this, it's a particular player that you sang this song. You used to call me on my cell phone. <laughs> Late night when you need my love. Call oh my me gosh. on my cell oh, phone. Right. Okay. I got you. I got you. Brian Hartline. Late night when you need my love. <laughs> and I know when the hotline bling. <laughs> oh that was great, gosh. man. You I, know what was so funny about that? I immediately got a phone call email uh, from legal saying like, dude, don't ever do that again. <laughs> that <was amazing. laughs> That's like, don't amazing. Don't ever do that again. And the funny thing is I was like, okay, great. And I immediately did it again. You know, it totally resonated. I was listening. I think I was listening to the song at the time or it was, it was on, it was popular or whatever. And it just, it was just like Brian Hartline. Yes. Hartline bling. Like it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to hotline bling all week. Like Alexa, Perfect, man, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I could see Larry walking around nowadays, like holding his baby and being like, "He used to call me on my step." <laughs> I actually did. I did do that this week. I sang "Hotline Bling" to to my boy. Oh, that's great, man. I love it. He's gonna be cultured, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't even know where to start with you. Let's man. do a quick timeline of how things sure. went. So, you go from the you go from the radio station. Where do you head from there, and how does that happen? Yeah, so I, I do radio for a couple years. <clears throat> then I uh, I lived my life in two-year increments. Anyways, I, I did uh, radio for a couple years. Then I went to grad school for a couple years. Uh, got my master's in journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the funny thing. Like, you watch my skits now, and you're like, this guy used to be a hardcore journalist. Like, yeah, 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 I actually used to be. <laughs> um, and then from grad school, I, uh, I went to Bakersfield, worked there for two years, uh, won – uh, won an Emmy and, and you talk about the small market report of the year AP award. I won, um, the, the Mark Twain, which is great. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think I may have also won an Edward R. Murrow award, or ju- another journalism award there, I think. Um, and then yeah, I, huh? I, I may have, oh, you know, I, uh, oh, I got so many. I can't all the remember them all. Oh, love flex. Nah, flex all you want, man. Go for it. But, uh, but then, yeah, from there I went to San Diego, which was a big jump. Uh, you go from a small market to like a medium sized market. And, uh, I worked there for two years, had the best time, man. It was so much fun. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then, you know, I, I think I won another three Emmys there. Um, and uh and then from there i went from san diego to la so actually my tv journey was actually really really fast um yeah it's like a six-year yeah like a little actually well yeah like a little uh, really from like grad school you count it from grad school on because you know your radio experience doesn't mean anything in tv sure Um, right but from yeah so basically four years uh is really what it took um to get to la which is really really fast uh, i and like it's like it's funny talking to kids nowadays because it's like i'll talk to kids who like just graduate and they're like all right well how do i work at nfl network and it's like whoa hey bruh like <laughs> let's slow down you know like you got to understand like i took a long ass journey you know? <laughs> like it's lived in montana I, that's what i mean you know i'm working in small markets in like you know just completely rando places 
but yeah, two years in LA, I was there for a couple years, um, did a bunch of really cool stuff, man, covered the Lakers, the Dodgers, um, you know, UCLA, USC, was able to cover a bunch of different sports, it was a ton of fun, um, I, I, I anchored, a, anchored and hosted a football show, anchored and hosted an MMA show, I, I was and still am uh, a, a really big MMA fan. Um, so yeah, I got to talk to all like the big stars in the UFC, John Jones, BJ Penn. Um, I, I remember talking to Anderson Silva numerous times, Dan Henderson, um, Kane Velasquez, like you name it. I, I was able to interview him. I interviewed Dana White a couple of times. Um, so yeah, no, it was a lot of fun, um, to do mm. that. And then that kind of sort of like opened eyes to people, um, on a more national level. And um, and then I was able to get an interview over NFL Network. And then, you know, uh, the guy there loved me and uh, and brought me on shortly after. So. Um, so, yeah, so that's how I ended up over at at, uh, at the network. And then I think I was at NFL Network for for four years. And that turned into how did that morph into fantasy football? You know, you go from like the hardcore reporting and, and uh, doing day to day journalism to moving into this this specter where you know you have a bunch of uh, degenerates let me tell you man like draft day was like a national holiday in my house you know what i'm saying like nice uh i it didn't matter like um i've been in this i've been in a home league for you know probably like 12 years maybe 13 14 years now um uh, high stakes um uh high stakes home league yeah when that draft happened because we would do we used to do it live before kids and covid and all that stuff but yeah uh, we used to do it like at somebody's house right man it was like you cleared out the decks like day before day after because you know oh, yeah. you would do it like day before you're doing draft prep day of you're in yeah. the draft day after you're hung over af so you're just <laughs> yeah. like recovery mode so you blocked out three days for this draft man uh um, nice. and yeah i lived it man i i loved oh my god i loved it um and so i've been playing fantasy for you know more than 20 years probably 25 years now and it was like all consuming i absolutely loved it and and i would imagine i would hope that was very apparent uh whether you see me today on direct tv or you know back when a lot of folks saw me on nfl network like I just loved it, man. Like it was, there was no faking it. Like there's a lot of people who talk about fantasy football right now that are faking it. Um, uh, yeah. And you know, they're on a national platform and they literally, you could tell like they're doing it just because they have a job to do it. Right. Know? The paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's the pay. Like, nah, for me, no, like it didn't matter. Like I'm, I'm going to play in three, four leagues every single year. It doesn't matter. Nice. It was three or four. It's not three or four now. Is it? How many is it now? Well, actually, the funny thing is, back then, actually, it was more. I, I've actually had to cut back. Um, back, back then, <laughs> it, was that more like, it was more like five or six back then. And now it's more of like, I try to keep it to like four that, okay. that I, you know, four or five that I actually like care about. You know, I'm in a couple charity leagues, too. And that, I, I, right. that those are different, you know. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we don't count those, those either. For... Larry was in like 98 <laughs> charity leagues last well, year. So <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I mean, Cause it's harder to keep up with those and you know, it's not, you're just not as motivated, but in terms sure. of leagues I care about, yeah, probably like three or four, probably about okay. three or four. 
Um, and I really try to hard cap it because, you know, obviously everyone and their mom tries to get you into their league. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah do you every, want to go? No, I'm just kidding. Because I think everyone wants to beat that guy, right? Like, oh, here's this dude. He's on direct TV. He's a national fantasy football analyst. Got to beat that motherfucker. It's like, all right, listen, just just chill all right like most likely if i'm in your league i don't care about the league all right (laughs) i actually uh i i swept your buddy marcus grant uh in fishbowl two two times this this season oh you know what see i was in fishbowl two two, for two years and i love it but i just you know what man i told him i'm like yo like honestly it's a disservice for me to be in it because i don't i just Here's the thing. Like, I don't mind. I could be in 20 leagues. If they're all on 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 the Yahoo app, then I'm good. Uh-huh. But once you start crossing over platforms, uh-huh. then, then it just becomes like a pain, right? And like MFL didn't have apps either at the time. So yeah. I was just like, I'm I'm good, man. Like, don't put me in any MFL leagues. Like, I'm never gonna check it. I'm I'm the worst. <laughs> like, I don't make pickups. Like, I, I don't know how to use their their website because I I barely on it. Um, and I, I, I had to stop doing the fishbowl because not because MFL is bad. I mean, it is kind of sort of like really old school and weird. Um, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's not convenient for me, you know, because like I said, all my big money ones are on the Yahoo platform. I, f- I feel like I'm getting paid by them. I'm so not, I'm just, I've been on their platform for 20 <laughs> plus years. That's all. Them, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also, also I'm not, I'm just not a big I just probably gonna come back to bite man at some point, but I'm just not a big ESPN app guy. Like nah. they have a lot of limitations on their apps that I kind right. of like. Eh, let's come on, like you know, this worked ten years ago. Like, come on, your ESPN. Let's 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 make it a little bit more user friendly. But, uh, but yeah, it's like I said, I'll be in as many leagues as if they're all on Yahoo. I'll be in it. If you're like, uh, I'm on a CBS Sports League, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, have fun with that. I'm I'm out. Yeah. So, do you play uh, mostly redraft keepers? You play any dynasty? Like Larry Best likes ball. to call. What's your fantasy? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> WTF? Um, <laughs> I I really enjoy the process of redraft. So that's my primary one. And I know, like, there's like going to be hardcore listeners that are like, ah, this guy's basic. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> All right, like, that's cool. I mean, I get it. You know, dynasties for the, the the real hardcores, you know, like you're watching college game tapes and all that. I don't know that to me, it's just not as fun. I've been in too many dynasty leagues that have gone on for like two years and then folded. Like that's right. not fun. Mm, for me. That's that, not that, fun for yeah. me. And then I've also been in dynasty leagues where people take it just so seriously, bro. Like you're like, come on, man. Like we're playing for 20 freaking dollars. Like <laughs> I will. I will freaking mail you a check for $20 if you just shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> you know? I got a couple people in leagues like that, too. Like, you know, even like a $50 buy-in. It's like the winning, right. the cash out is 400 bucks or something. Like, you're, yeah. we're not getting rich off this, you know? Stop treating it like a job and f- have fun That's with it. That's what I'm but. saying. It's not a job. It's like, not. No, chill. If this is hey, your bro. job and you're working on a $400 payout, yeah. Even if you got a hundred leagues, you probably need to get your st- your stuff straight because this right. ain't it, man. This ain't this it. This ain't it. This ain't it, man. And listen, there, there there can be bad trades and stuff, and that's fine. But like people, some people just take it so serious. It's like, yo, like just you you gotta chill, man. But I do love best ball too. I'll also play in like single keeper leagues too, just because I think that's also a pretty fun format. But best ball, I probably play in a lot of best ball leagues, and and redraft is probably you know the 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 stuff that I, I follow the most. 
Sure, sure. How'd you get the bug? You know, when did it all begin for you? I first played my first fantasy league, um, and this was fantasy baseball, salary yeah. cap. 1996 i was in high school i don't know my, my friend introduced me to it and of course it was on the yahoo app or on the yahoo website they didn't have apps back then obviously um and uh i mean 96 i mean just i'm sorry to interrupt but 96 like i didn't i i know where i was in 1996 and i don't think i had a computer like the internet was <laughs> like was brand new i mean i guarantee you were doing this <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Yeah. That is exactly what happened. Uh, Not only that, do you guys remember back in 96, dude? Like we, I used that, the, those AOL 500 free hour free internet. CDs, oh yeah. CDs you know dropping them in. 100%, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like 19 different emails to run that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. So yeah, no, that's, um, that, that, that was the format by which I was playing, man. Um, and yeah. And then after that, then, you know, after I got into college, then that's when I started getting to fancy football. Um, but I was always a, a fantasy baseball basketball guy for the uh -huh. longest time. Um, and then I didn't really start getting into fantasy football. until probably like, I don't know, maybe like 2000 and after, right after I graduated college. So like, I don't know, like 2004, 2005 was when I started getting really, really serious right. uh, into fantasy football. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I had been playing. Um, it's just, it wasn't like, it wasn't a thing where I was like obsessing about it. Where yep. like I'm obsessing about it like today, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Now, totally. Do you still play other sports? Do you still play basketball? I don't. No, 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 no. I, it I, became too much work, didn't it? I, it oh my god, the, that's the thing about those daily sports, right? Like I can't. There's a grind. Yeah. Like you, you have to check your roster every single day. Every make sure day, you're yeah. Like who's it's injured? Who's starting who's, tonight? Exactly, whatever. Exactly. I've done. Got to get those. Got to get those innings up. You know, it's like yeah. when you're young and single. And you don't have any obligations like, yeah, it's 530. Let me check everything. <laughs> Married, dude, children. Dude, no, dude, there's dude, zero chance 100%. I'm playing anything besides football now because yeah. football is already enough of a, of a grind. And adding, adding in daily, everyday stuff. Yeah, we were doing yeah, I mean, baseball. I did golf. I did NASCAR, oh basketball. Wow. NASCAR was fun, actually. Wow. Um, did that for a few years. Just I could know, see like, doing NASCAR. Yahoo. NASCAR is another one of those, like, and it's in the opposite of football, so you could probably do that. But there's right. basketball and baseball for sure. I just like, stopped. Both of those were tough for me. Yeah, I just stopped baseball um, when COVID hit because it messed up the season, and I was like, you know what? I'm all in on on football. <laughs> and and, and I've, I've been doing baseball since probably 1998. So and I just stopped. Thanks, COVID. Wow. Thanks a lot. <laughs> bailed you out, dude. It bailed you out. But uh, yeah, those were daily changes. So you sit there, you check, you you know, you set your lineup, yeah. get your pitchers going and stuff. And if you're in the yeah. in the if you're in the playoffs, and I've talked about this before, if you're in the playoffs in the fantasy baseball playoffs, it coincides with the start of football. So you're just like, you're, you know, you got all kinds of stuff happening. And it's, it's just uh, you were playing in in like matchup based baseball leagues. I never played in matchup leagues like yeah. i always played in like season-long roto like, so, yeah. yeah you just yeah 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 it was uh we, wow. we did five by five sometimes we did six by sixes but it was you're like, just yeah, throwing pitchers you know when you're in the playoffs yeah, and you have yeah man you're just like <laughs> oh my gosh it's like real baseball it's like dude teams were out by like you know july august you know it's like yeah it's like yeah. already knew um, so, so yeah 
anyways all right man so yeah you jumped over to direct tv and that's where you are now and yeah. you're the man you're the man at direct TV for TV. four years now it's it's yeah. crazy I, it's time flies bro like it's it's crazy it seems like yesterday i was at nfl network but that was literally four years ago it's crazy yeah we kind of lost yeah. a couple you know with uh yeah that. right right they, there's a few of those became a blur in there sure yeah. yeah getting into you know and i would like to get into some actual fantasy football discussion but let's let's talk about reception perception uh, like the, yeah. the 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 project you have going on i know it was like matt Harmon is a, is a big is a major part of it and then you guys are 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 running this thing and and i didn't i've oh i mean i've always heard of reception uh, perception but i didn't really dig into it until um you know until we so this is this is matt Harmon's brainchild right yes you know this, like 100%. this he started this i remember youtube videos and things like that it was it was so cool how did you get involved well i've always been a fan um ever since i, I came across his work uh his first year at nfl network um you know I, I read a lot of his stuff and i believed in the product that that was very unique um it's very different uh than than everything else you've seen um and and it's it's really nuanced it's for a nuanced football fan it really sure. is um it's different than like let's say like everyone's everyone compares everything to pff i would say this the only problem with pff and i, and I have pff i've had pff for you know five six years now but when those grades come out you, you always kind of sort of like do like kind of like a hmm okay well what the hell does an 88 mean or like what this guy's graded at a 64 like what does that mean right you know it's like i get that it's shorthand but reception perception really dives in right like it'll be like a well this guy has a 75 percent success rate on slant routes this guy's got a 37 percent success rate on nine routes so it's like you know exactly where this guy thrives and where he struggles um matt also has success rate versus man coverage versus zone coverage this is hugely important um, you know, depending on the type of player and the role that they're asked to play. Um, I, I told him, uh, and again, this is the first year I met him and I, for the first year I came across his work, I said, listen, uh, what you've got here and which is really cool is that you are able to tell people who is good before they're good. Right. So much of fantasy football or just fantasy sports in general um, is always about after the fact. Right. Like uh, like guys like Cooper Cup, for example, or guys like Jamar Chase. They these were guys that went a little lower in your draft, you know, like uh, Jamar Chase was, you know, commonly going fifth, sixth round. Right. Um, and when you look at the metrics, you say, okay, well, no, this guy is an elite level athlete. And if you look at the reception perception numbers on him, it's like, you know, this guy's going to be good. Um, yeah. Stefan Diggs, same thing, right? Like Alan Robinson was his big breakout guy way back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, and this is before Alan Robinson, you know, cracked a thousand yards. Here comes Matt Harmon saying, no, this guy can really play. Um, and, and, do whatever you can invest in this guy. Um, Tyler Lockett, same thing. But listen, the, the number of success stories that Matt has are, are, num uh, are numerous, right? So um, the product just flat out works. Um, mm -hmm. And he just straight up tells you who is good before they're good. Um, and he told me before we got into business, he's like, I use that tagline all the time. Um, and, and so for me, he was somebody that I always believed in um from the jump and 
when he was like a young dude, like, you know, he's 25 years old, 20, 24 years old. And I'm over here, you know, um, in my thirties and I'm telling him, uh, listen, don't you ever, ever give up the rights, um, to reception perception, wherever you go, make sure that's yours. And that whoever's paying you is paying you is paying you and not paying oh. for the product. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he always remembered that. And he, and, you know, he told me, um, you know, that, that's, that advice is something that, um, has helped him in his career. Um, so when we got together, it was more of a, Hey, listen, obviously we have history. Uh, obviously I love your product and I believe in you and I believe in, in what we're doing. Um, let's team up. Um, and let me kind of sort of handle a lot of the stuff behind the scenes, you know, um, if you have business questions, you know, let me be that guy, right? Like I've, I've negotiated way more contracts, uh, than he has had to do. Um, I've got more business contacts than he has. So it really was just more of a, Hey, listen, this is your baby. I'll never, you always have final say. But just let me be that guy working in the background to help take this to the next level. And and I really that's what I see my role in this business partnership is just more of just like, what can I do to support Matt um, and reception perception um, and, and help take it to like a national level? Yeah, everyone knows the, the phrase. By now it's grown. It's it, five, six years ago. It was like a niche thing. Like, oh, reception perception. You hear about it. And. You know, if you spoke about it to other people, they're like, I don't, what, huh? <laughs> but if you had read any of the articles, you kind of knew what it was about. It was like, you know, right. could they beat man coverage? What what routes were they excelling in, et cetera? And you could learn a lot about, you know, how a wide receiver was able to break out in the future. You know, looking yeah. back, especially in 2020 hindsight, you go back and you're like, man, Matt killed that one. You know, so it made it easier to look look ahead and and follow the advice i was a i was a real big uh reception perception guy even from the get-go it is so, so big it's such a huge tool and a vastly important tool for those folks who play dynasty um and this gives you like an unfair advantage in my opinion if you play mm-hmm. dynasty um in terms of you know wide receiver uh, makeups and everything like that sure um, so for me i just feel like that's that's going to be a, always a core market for us um, and yeah, man, like, like I said, but even in redraft too, it's like, you have to hit on sleepers to win. You do you just flat out have to hit on sleepers. I, in my opinion, I think reception perception is the best tool in terms of finding sleepers, um, that you will find on the market today. People want to go check it out, man. Like receptionperception.com. last year was the very first year that Matt took it out on his own. It had always been for a long time. Uh, either like, again, it was in the NFL network brand, uh, or NFL media brand. Then it was like at WAPO for a season. Then it was, uh, a part of the ultimate draft kit from the fantasy footballers. Um, and it was always like a featured item, right? This last year was the first year where it was, no, this is the item. Okay. Standalone. Um, yeah. This is a standalone product and it's worth it because, uh, of all the reasons that I had just laid out. And plus, now we're going to give you extra content as well. We're going to give you a YouTube show every single week, right? We're going to give you multiple clips. We're going to give you articles. We're going to give you, you know, we're going to we're going to start chat rooms. We're going to start, you know, having one-on-one conversations in Discord. Um, so it it just became more of a community um, in in 2021, and we're looking to build on that in 2022. 
Nice. So with tools like this, have you found that like the gap in information between league mates, like, you know, back in the day, I used to kill people and redraft. I mean, it was just that easy to do it. And I, I feel like the gap is closed, you know, where even even people that are so dedicated, like, you know, us, the people in this community, yeah. we, we engulf ourselves in this, that still there's a there's a, you know, it's less magazine readers and more people getting blurbs and and actually yeah. seeing stuff in real time kind of thing. Have you kind of noticed the same? Of course, hundred yeah. percent. I think I think the the number one thing is like the metrics that um, that people used to use as like uh, that were more like esoteric in nature. You know, like people didn't really know about targets before, right? And then targets became a thing, right? <laughs> and then people didn't really know about air yards uh, five years ago. Now everyone knows about air yards, right? So when you start combining some of these um, some of these volume stats, listen, man, we can talk about all these other things, okay? But mm -hmm. like. Um, and of course, championships are won on the fringes. But to your point, the 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 gap between first and last is pretty small. Um, and the reason for that is because the big chunk of fantasy football volume stats, you know, w whether we're talking about, you know, routes run or snaps played or whatever it is like that information is now more widely available than it ever was. Sure. Um, and so that information gap that you had before doesn't exist nowadays. Um, I remember talking to people, you know, eight years ago, no one ever talked about volume stats, dude. It was very much more like, well, is he talented? Like yards oh, per well, carry. That was the big, yeah, you know, yard, like, yeah, yards uh, per carry or like whatever, right? Like, <laughs> well, oh, well is, is, is DeAndre Hopkins like, you know, like, is he talented? Cause if he's talented, I'm going to draft him. And now it's like, people realize, dude, talent is fine but volume is yeah like opportunity 90 yeah. of it you know so yeah it's uh so yeah man i, I just feel to your point i think the, the the gap between first and last is definitely closed um and making it for folks like myself who have to give you know daily weekly advice it makes it much harder because whereas before you should start this guy well now you can't really say that now i've got to go deeper right and now I'm going from guys that I'm like 75% sure are going to hit to now guys that are 50-50 coin flips. Those are the questions I get. Here's a coin flip situation for you. Um, now you have to correctly predict the coin flip. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So it makes the prediction business a lot harder uh, because the people who are playing now are so much more educated and they're giving you questions that are much more difficult to sure. answer. Um, and so that part of it has also been a, a real challenge, uh, the last, you know, I would say, you know, three or four years. Do you feel pressure to get it right? Like on oh, a personal God. level? Yes, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Of course. <laughs> um, now I will have, I I've said this publicly and, and I believe this firmly that I don't think my job is to be correct right now. People might say, well, what the hell is your job then? My job is to actually give information and to entertain, right? So these are the two areas that I think I do a really good job is I'm going to give you information and I'm going to entertain the, the freaking socks off you. Um, and I think those are the areas that people, let me put it to you this way, man. You, you like, I look around the, the landscape. Okay. Like look at who's popular 
right? Bob Mennery is a huge voice in sports. Is it has nothing to do with being accurate, right? Like, <laughs> like Barstool, like Barstool Big Cat, or like you know Portnoy or whatever. Like that shit. It, none of that. It, it doesn't matter if you're right. Like that's <laughs> not their brand. Like that's not the people who get big. These are not the people that people care about, right? Like you, if you are accurate and you are um, right more often than not, that's, that is an added feature, right? Like that's what I would tell young people is like, listen, that's like an added bonus, okay? That's not, that's not your primary job though, man. Like your primary job is to inform and entertain. Um, and, and that's your primary function, dude. So don't get it twisted, you know, like, of course you want to be accurate. Of course, I feel a lot of pressure to be, to be, you know, accurate and right and correct. Um, but, um, at the same time, I'm not like, I also am not saying, well, because I am accurate, therefore I am good. Like those two things are like divorced of each other. You know, I am freaking good. I may or may not be accurate. I, I don't know. Like they're two different things, but I want to be accurate. I know that. <laughs> right. I mean, well, I like, want to I be think accurate, there's, you know, I think there's so many people out there that are like, well, I know more than the next guy. So people should listen right. to me, but right. no one wants to listen to you. Cause you're the most boring person out there. Like you <laughs> have this exactly. monotone voice. Yeah, you know, exactly. you, you don't have anything interesting to add to the right. field out here. You're just, right. you're that guy that's like, well, I think that and it's like, it, nobody cares, you know, cause if, 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 if people cared, they would just read it, you know, like, if that's what they want to hear, that if you're giving them information, and it's not entertaining. You're not going to build an audience. So no doubt about yeah, that. No, that's, that's exactly correct. Right. So like for me, it's like as somebody who gets paid in this, in this space, like um, my focus, it, first of all, I always tell this to everybody, but your focus should be, should be your money. Okay. <laughs> and, and how do you make money? Okay. Sure. It's not about being accurate. Okay. My, <laughs> my, my first and foremost concern is making money. Now, how do I go about doing that? Okay. That is to inform and entertain. Those are the two, two ways I make money in this business, dude. Um, so I focus on that. I focus on those two areas. Those two tenants, um, are the principles that I take uh, with me, you know, each and every day. Uh, when I'm thinking about, you know, um, approaching fantasy football. So you, you connected with with Harmon and were, I mean, were you actively looking for for somebody to collaborate with? Here's, here's the thing. We're not just business partners like we're friends. Like Matt mm -hmm. Harmon is my friend, right? Like we have drinks, we have beers, we're going to get pizzas like we just we mm -hmm. hang out. It's like, dude, listen, we're buddies. Like every now and again, I would text him like, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, this is during, you know, pandemic or whatever. I just <laughs> want to check in with you, whatever, whatever. Um, and he's like, yeah, man, things are going well. You know, I'm thinking about taking reception perception out on its own. And like, for me, I'm like, yo, I'm how in. do I, yes, how, how do much? I become a part of this? Yeah. <laughs> yes. What do I need to pay you to be a part of that? Um, and so let's talk about that, you know? Uh, that's how that conversation started basically. Um, so, so for me to be able to get into a business relationship with somebody who I consider to be a friend is good. Now that doesn't always work. You know, there, I I've got friends that I definitely would not do business with, um, but I got but, friend with a family and friends that I won't even talk to about business. Are you kidding oh, me? Dude, 100%. Gonna rip. 
Listen, dude, like, there's there's not a single person in my family I would do business with. Let me tell you, like, you know, I love my family to death, but man, I ain't doing business with them, though. That's a different story, boy. <laughs> Let's keep money out of it because I know y'all about to fuck it. <laughs> oh, my God. So wait. So hold on. So this this will be funny. So I asked. So I told um a buddy of, of ours that you were coming on to show out. His only response was ask him how much he's paying Harmon. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, I get it, man. Listen, I do get it. But um, listen, is that's not even like a backhanded dig. That's just a straight dig. Like, and I understand. Okay. Um, what I do, I, and like I said, it's information and entertainment. But the way I, I do it, I get it. It's a polarizing way. Okay. I'm not, a, I'm not one of these dudes that's like universally loved. I get it. I lean into that. Okay. Like, I'm cool with it. Um, so it, I, it sounds as if your buddy is not a fan of what I do, which is totally fine, but you could tell your buddy for reals. Yes, I did pay to be part of this guy's business because that's how much I believe in the product. And that's how much I believe in Matt as a person, um, and as a football mind. Okay. Well, so that's how business works anyway. You know, you make an investment into something that you believe yes, in. So dude, it exactly. makes sense. You know, it totally makes sense. And, you know, to the mm-hmm. point of people not liking people or, you know, not liking a shtick or whatever people do in a business. Some of the most success, the most successful person in fantasy football, as far as well known, Matthew Barry. People, mm-hmm. you can go and you can find people just dogging everything he says yeah. every time right. that he writes an article or puts, yes. puts something out on on the screen like it just it doesn't matter someone who watches to hate is is still paying the bills like you're still helping me make money every time that you watch it just so you can talk about how bad i am it's so. true listen and, and like for your friend for your buddy like and again if he if he likes me if he doesn't like it's like i i just i i don't know man like i just i'm just gonna keep doing what i do you know like i don't know any other way you know like when you watch the stuff that i do i <laughs> Like, like I said, I don't, I just don't know any other way. And I know it bothers some people, you know, and I'm not for everyone and, and I get it. And I'm okay with that. That used to bother me earlier in my career. Like, and so I really had to do a lot of like soul searching, like, you know, do I conform to what more people want or, you know, like, or do I just keep going with what I'm doing? And then, and then what ended up happening was after, after a bit, I just said, ah, screw it. And, and if anything, man, like, I'm not gonna, like, I'm like holding myself back. So like, forget it. Like, I'm just gonna do more of what I do. All the stuff that people find annoying, I'm just gonna do more of that shit. I don't care because like, I like it. If I like it and I'm, and I'm passionate about it, then it's good. It, then as far as I'm concerned, it's good. You know? Hey. Um, and like, that has been, honestly, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. Like that to me, I think has really helped my career grow. I'm, I'm glad I made that decision many, many moons ago. Uh, and I've really stuck with that. And like I said, the, the one thing I've always hung my hat on, uh, in regards to this space. And I, and I just hope it's just like, I hope it's just so apparent. Like, I just love it. You know, I love fantasy football, you know? And I think people did gravitate towards that, um, on that particular show, because I think hosts that they have had previously um i I don't watch too much of the show currently but um but even some of the hosts that they have currently i think are not as passionate about it um Mm. as i am and i and i do think that that did um i think that conveyed itself on tv if if i could say that humbly do you feel like speaking of uh humble i'm gonna just throw you on the spot do you feel like you're part of the movement to make fantasy more mainstream like do you feel like you had a, a big piece of that 
I do. Um, yeah. I do because I'm, I'm not a guy that, and even though I've done a lot of work with next gen stats, like, and I, and I understand a lot of the analytics and the numbers and stuff that go behind it. I've never really embraced that part of it, uh, to be part of my own particular brand only because, well, let me put it to you this way. When I do, do next gen stats, like I try to package it in a way that is very understandable and digestible, uh, on first listen. Uh, and that's important, right? Like there's a lot of things that you could look at um, in terms of analytics and like, man, you got to really do research, you know, you got to really sit down with that information, do some of your own research on it. And then you're like, okay, cool. All right. Now that makes sense. Right. Well that, you know, actually you talk about my journalism background, you got to understand that's what I do. I take that journalism approach and apply it to fantasy football. And what does that mean? It means taking complex uh, ideas and concepts and melting it all down, right? Like as a, as a, as a reporter, as a journalist, you have to be able to go to a city city council meeting and take a two hour meeting and melt all of that down into like a, a two minute report. Sure. Right. And something that people will immediately understand and care about. So fantasy football, same, same way you're taking complex ideas and numbers and then trying to melt that down into something that's very digestible and, and easy to understand. And so when you talk about taking it to the mainstream, that's what I want to do. Like I want to be able to um, have anyone listen or watch what I'm doing and say, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And oh, by the way, he was not condescending about that. Oh, that's cool. Like that was funny or that, that made me smile or whatever, you know, like, that's really what I'm trying to get done, because I, in my opinion, I think a lot of these folks who are carrying the analytics torch, I understand where they're coming from, but to be so snooty about it sometimes <laughs> is so tough, man. It's, I can tell it's it's sort of like gatekeeping, like the hardcore. Dude, 100, oh, my God. hundred percent. Yes. The hardcore analytics and stat people, they're gatekeeping to the point where they're like, you know what? Those are casuals. You know, those are casual <laughs> players. And I get that to, to a certain extent, but it gets overwhelming in the dynasty world. I have a few friends in the community that they're portfolio players, you know, and a couple of them might listen to this and sorry to offend you guys. Nah. But you're not better. You're playing for a different reason. Like you play <laughs> to manage a portfolio of players and you want uh, investment numbers or whatever. <laughs> Like I said earlier, it's not a job. Like, I don't right. care that I'm actually choosing a player over some asset in the future or uh -huh. whatever yeah. asset, you know, I don't care that I have 50% of some of some asset on a team, like uh, in my teams, because I'm trying to play because I like to invest in players. I like to do these things. It's just mm -hmm. different. And I always hear the word casual. I'm like, man, I play kind of like a casual by their definition. And I'm the furthest thing from it. Like I'm I'm constantly discussing and, and investing time into fantasy football. And it's like, you know, casual doesn't mean the same thing to certain people. And the gatekeeping of the analytics and uh stats crowd is incessantly annoying sometimes i just think and, and like for me it's like you know that's messaging right like I, I guess like for some analytics folks it's like god that's a bad look to to make somebody like yourself who's obviously very much into, into football and fantasy football like made to feel as if they were lesser than for some reason right like that doesn't make any sense to me you know so 
I'm I'm out here making stupid Batman sketches and like <laughs> you know Tiger King sketches and, and like I'm just <laughs> acting a fool. Like, but I I I tell you what though, I tell you what, if you watch those skits, you're gonna see some advanced stats in there. Yeah. Okay? Like I'm not I, like I kind of sort of hot like I sneak them in. You know, it's like it's like broccoli with my kids. You know, like maybe <laughs> maybe it's in there with a the steak, but you're gonna get it. Covered you know, in cheese and yeah, yeah it's a little, little mac and cheese, but you got some broccoli cut up inside. Like that's what it's gonna, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of the way I approach it, man. And I don't think anybody can accuse me of uh, of gatekeeping or 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 you know trying to make somebody feel lesser than uh, in the fantasy football space, man. So because that's just not my deal, you know. Like I'm not one of these guys on Twitter being like, why would you think that? Or like you know, what a stupid take. Like that's just not what I do. First of all. Football is, it's just hard as hell to predict, boy. Let me tell you, no. yeah. uh, 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense. We got coaching staffs. We got, and you know, let me, let me tell you, tell you this other thing too, about um, having worked, you know, um, alongside professional athletes too. People forget they're human, you know, and like sometimes they have bad days. I'm talking not from a football perspective. I'm talking about like real life, you know, right. Like, Maybe they've got trouble with the wife at home. Okay, listen, when when that happens, you ain't playing good ball on Sunday, let me tell you, okay? Like, that happens, you know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. Like, it's so hard to predict. Um, it's a very unpredictable game, and we do the best we can. But, like, for, for somebody to say, you know, I guess to look down on somebody or or really call somebody out, I guess, which I don't understand, is kind of like my my – where what I try not to do, I've pro I've done it. I've done everyone's done it, right? But right. I try not to do it. Is is the point that I'm making? I'm not saying like, hey, you know, you you can't make fun of people. Of course you can make fun of it. This is yeah. football. Of course you can make fun of people. You know, yeah. but it's when it crosses that line into like I don't know, trying to be offensive or whatever. That's when it's just kind of right. like, ah, oh, man, like what are we doing here? You know. You ever have like a dream job when you were starting out? I'm sure you didn't expect uh, where you are today with the, you know this direct TV stuff and all this other <laughs> stuff, reception, perception, all this stuff that's you got going on. Is there a role that could steal you away from all this? You know, I, I am in my forties, man. And, um, and I'm a, uh, I'm still kind of like an old soul about certain things, you know? And I have always, always wanted to, uh, I've always wanted to call a game. So if I ever had that opportunity i would leave fantasy football to do that and i've always wanted to anchor sports center and i know sports Ooh. center is not what it once was i don't know man like as somebody who grew up on that like ah boy let me tell you i i, I would love to do that and i know that just sounds so like oh my gosh but i don't know like it's just it's something that i've always dreamt about doing mm. uh, i don't know if i'll ever have that opportunity to do that so you need like a one day contract is what you need. A one day, yes. Dude, give give me a give me an old fashioned NBA ten day, you know? Give me a ten day. Let's make it work. That'd be great. But yeah, no, I think I think those are two two opportunities that I think that I would be very hard pressed to pass up on. That being said, I can't move either, you know? It's like, dude, bro, I got a mortgage. I got two kids. I'm married. Like I don't know. Like it's gotta work. Uh yeah. luckily I live in LA, so there's a lot of opportunities in LA, but you're not no, heading out to uh, Montana anytime. That no, two-year lifestyle. No, that no, two-year no. lifestyle is in the past. It is. It is. I mean, I've been here four years at at Directv, and it 
I feel like I'm like 90% sure, fingers crossed, knock on wood, that we're going to come in for one more season or at least one more season at DirecTV. Uh, it's, it's all just year by year there. Okay. Um, and I, the reason I bring that up is because if I get to year five at DirecTV, it will officially be the longest I've ever been at one job in my life. Um, nice. So, yeah. So, and I'm really looking forward to that, man. I, I thought for a long time, you know, that maybe NFL network would be that thing for me, but, uh, not to be the case. And, um, and here we are at direct TV, you know, as happy as can be God, man, if, if, if we could do this another 20 years, I'd be more than happy to do that too. Nice. So who do you root for your LA guy? Are you like a local team or you got some weird team you root for, for, you know, your, your dad rooted for him or whatever, or uh, how's it work? You know, I, well, here's the thing. I lived in Houston until I was 10, uh, which is why I sound like a middle-aged white guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, how does this, first of all, let me just say I was born in Seoul, South Korea. You're like, how, how, how is this immigrant kid sound like a middle-aged white guy? Well, I think that had a big part to do with it. Uh-huh. I lived in Houston until I was 10. And so I loved the, I, I used to love the Oilers back then. Nice. Uh, but then they moved and like Eddie George was my favorite player. Like I like Steve McNair to a bit, but uh, for the most part, like I was a big Eddie George guy. Then, then they moved to Tennessee, then he retired. And then all of a sudden oh. it was like, all right, well, I guess I'm not really, I'm not gonna be a freaking Tennessee Titans fan, you know, yeah. in LA. like what am That's... I doing with myself? You know? I've always wondered so, that too. You know, if the Jets yeah. ever moved, I'm like I don't know how I would take it. You know, oh, you'll Jets be a Giants fan; it'll be fine. Oh, that would never happen. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying so, yeah. So yeah. So now at this point, I'm just kind of like team agnostic. Especially the more you do fantasy football, like the more yeah. team agnostic you get. Like, you know, you root for your um, team, basically. Yeah, <laughs> your your, your yeah, guys. Yeah, I root for good football. I like watching good football. Yeah. Um, that's what I like watching, you know, like that chiefs bills game was just like, Oh my God. Awesome. Right. Like that's what you're, that's what you're, that's what I'm rooting for. It's just good games. Uh, and of course I'm rooting for my fantasy football teams and my volume best teams. You're rooting for volume, right? (laughs) So yeah, no. Yeah. When you talk about Sundays, this is what I'm rooting for, right? I'm rooting for my, I'm rooting for my DFS and redraft teams. And then I'm rooting for my, my calls, like the picks that I made, you know? Uh, and then, and then, yeah. And then I'm rooting for good games and just players that I like, you know, I mean, and generally players that I like are probably on my team somewhere. You know what I mean? So uh, that's kind of sort of my 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 rooting interest uh, pyramid. Why don't you tell anybody where they can find you? What kind of work you're doing these days? I know you got a YouTube channel. You're on DirecTV. Go ahead and tell tell the folks what you got going on. Man, you can find me on all social platforms: YouTube, Twitter, Instagram at James D Co. My last name is spelled K O H. And yeah, I just want people to check out receptionperception.com. We do have a deal running right now: early bird special. I think it's uh, I believe it's thirty percent off. Maybe it's twenty percent off. Dude, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm so underwater right now. I'm so behind. Uh, but we do have a deal going on there at receptionperception.com. We, we've got a lot more content coming out on the website this year as opposed to last year. Um, and so please look for that. I'm going to be so much more involved on the content side. Um, and I know Matt's going to be more involved in the content side too. He was heavily involved, but I don't know. We both just felt like we could do more. And that's what we're going to do. So I think 2022 from a content side is going to be we're going to explode. Uh, we're going to bring on some folks. Um, there will be, uh, we're hoping keeping our fingers crossed. There will be one well-recognized name that we bring onto the website as well. Um, in terms of content role. So we shall oh. see, uh, hopefully we can announce that in the next couple of months, but we'll see where we're at there. Uh, but yeah, no, listen, it's going to be, 
I, I'm telling you, man, you, you're going to see a lot of stuff, you know, uh, from receptionperception.com, uh, both from the podcast side and the YouTube side. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I hope people give it a try. I really, really hope people give it a try. And yeah, I just don't think you'll, you'll ever be disappointed. I, I don't think anyone has ever been uh, disappointed by the product. I really don't. Um, I think we're hitting like, you know, like, you know, a thousand, we're batting a thousand here, man. Like that's kind of sort of, uh, my pride, uh, nice. in what we're trying to get done. So I feel like, uh, Cam Akers is going to be one of those guys that we talk about a lot this off season. He uh, is, he is, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I, I, I am kind of sort of of the camp that I don't think he's going to get to, I don't think he's going to get to ADP. Like, no. I don't think he's going to be worth it. That's just my er- very early hot take. Uh, that I just don't think that he will return investment on ADP in 2022. Mm. But we we got to see where he's gonna. We got to see where he's gonna be drafted. But in my opinion, I think he's gonna be drafted very high. Oh baby! All right. Oh, so hey, so real quick, you've interviewed. I'm just. I'm gonna go back into the interview thing here. You've interviewed a lot of a lot of a lot of big time folks here. What's what's who's like the biggest guy? Or- yeah, interviewing Kobe Bryant. Like, oh my gosh, here I am interviewing you know Shaq or Dwight Howard or. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I did interview remotely. I don't even know if these count. Like I interviewed a room. I paid Manning remotely. I, I don't even count that. Sure, as Sure. Why not? You know, like, yeah, I, he gave me five minutes, which is cool, but he was like on a press tour. So who cares? You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, like in terms of like one-on-one in fit, like person to person, probably the biggest name that I've probably interviewed is Dana White. Uh, he's probably mm-hmm. the most recognizable. Although, although I take it back, I also did interview Mike Tyson once. So I guess oh. maybe that would, would probably be. The yeah, I think Tyson maybe. trumps Dana White. Yeah, he does. At least he in does. our age crowd, you know. No, no, he, no, no, you're right. And even worldwide, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, biggest. But uh, I got, I, I, I guess I, I didn't think about that because I got five minutes with Tyson and I got like 30 minutes with Dana. Yeah, uh, so well, anyway, trying to so squeeze 30 minutes out of Tyson probably would have been some work. <laughs> That's exactly right. No, but Tyson was great. No, he was great, though. Actually, the, I'll tell you what, the most engaging, the most interesting interview I've ever done is probably John Jones. Um, really? Very polarizing athlete, obviously. Yep. Uh, the three times that I've interviewed him, every single time, very engaging, very intelligent, very well-spoken. Uh, and probably my most fun I've had doing interviews because if you can get these athletes out of their shell, like, you know, some of them are really interesting and some of them are just kind of like boring. Uh, this dude is interesting, obviously, because <laughs> he's got a lot of things going on. But man, what an interesting character he was. Uh, and, and one of the best interviews I've done was with John. So that was uh, very interesting, to say the least. All right, Justin, you got anything else before uh, my wife comes down here? And <laughs> drags me by my when she unplugs ball? things? No. <laughs> no. James, thanks for coming on, man. It was it was a blast. We didn't even really, we were so busy talking, we didn't even really talk about fancy football, and that's just fine. It's that, okay. it's that time of the year anyway. So maybe we'll get you back on another time when we talk some football. Now we got all the personal stuff out of the way. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, anytime you guys need a guest, just let me know, dude. I'm more than happy to talk, um, you know, bigger, small podcast. I don't care. I just like talking about football, man. Yeah, you know? right. So let's make it happen. All right. You want to do it? James. Oh, look, she's back. There she is. Oh, thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Justin Rogers, talking dynasty football, baby.